On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Kara from the She's the Owner podcast, and um, we've still got some we've got we've had guys coming on the show recently and it's been epic and I'm having a lot of fun hearing their perspective because um, it's way different than ours and so we've got Peter King and he and I got connected through one of my other guests and we had a chat and I thought it'd be amazing to have him come on um, the show so Pete Pete or Peter what's your preference either or either Pete, or. Pete comes out of my mouth a lot easier for some reason than Peter it's not like the hardest thing but you know um so pete tell us a little bit about um you also have a podcast i checked it out um i think we're in similar veins and how we want to shift conversations in the world etc so tell us a bit about your your business um the podcast and kind of how you got to where you're at right now sure um the podcast is pk experience and uh, i'm actually in the process of a rebrand right now but the entire focus of the conversations on there is to talk with people who excel in their uh, industry or their niche and who are really focused on contribution and impact with the intention of inspiring other people to live into their fullest potential and make an impact as well. So that's that's the focus on that. I'm rebranding it right now around what I call impact players. That just that word mm. kept coming out of my mouth, like people who are in the game of making an impact. So they're therefore they're impact players. So um, I'm rebranding around that, but uh, I really aim to inspire people to uh, shed their inhibitions, to shed their uh, limiting beliefs, and step into their fullest potential for the benefit of the world. You know, make the world a better place, kind of a thing. So that's my focus with the podcast and those conversations and and the work that I do too. So, so are you? You're also a coach. Like, do you do one-on-one coaching? I've done a lot of coaching uh, over the years um, with both men and women independently and then some couples coaching as well. Um, And then I started to do coaching with kids even and parents Mm. and and helping that dynamic, specifically um, single moms who have young boys and they're struggling Mm. with their boys growing through that puberty stage and how to best support them in that uh, transition in their life. Wow. So... Let's Lynn, let's dig into that. And it's interesting. I just had my nephew over and he is 24 and um, he, he moved here actually from Winnipeg uh, in December to move in with me here in Toronto. And we're talking a lot about the masculine, the feminine, and just really owning that there is this, you know, this inner child that we all have and we have to kind of address it and fix it. And once you heal the boy, the man appears. And we've heard that many times. So Let's talk a bit about that because typically on the show, we talk to women who don't understand or they may have a, some understanding of their masculine and why it's showing up in us as business women, but we, we get to talk to men now about the same thing. So talk a bit about, you know, kind of your experience as a child and growing up and what lessons and what, because a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that I talk to, they were taught to not show vulnerability, taught that crying was weak, to all those very typical classical things. Can you speak to a bit of that and maybe just tell us a bit of your story like way back in the day when sure. when you were growing up? Sure. Um, when I grew up, um, a lot of this revolves around young men's relationships to their fathers. And, um, and some of those relationships, uh, I call them absentee fathers. 
Um, these are fathers that either literally physically were not in the the presence of the child growing up, the young boy growing up, or even if a father was there but wasn't providing the 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 type of connection, the emotional development, the psychological development, the spiritual development uh, of the young boy. So a lot of these fathers have just been um, like with my father, he was working all the time. So <clears throat> I never really saw him much as a child growing up. And there's a void there. And, um, you know, I've, I've come to terms on that as an adult and understanding that he was providing and working his butt off to, to, you know, provide for our family or whatever. But, but there's some significant um, milestones in a young boy's life that if he doesn't have his father there to help guide a, a positive role model to help guide him through those things, there's going to be, um, th there can be, I should say, some, some voids there that manifests itself in not so great ways. So I was never specifically taught that it's not okay to cry or anything like that. I, I wasn't um, overly emotional or anything like that either, but there was no hard edged, you know, suck it up, be a man. There wasn't that energy. Um, I have found that boys tend to go in one of, boys go wrong in one of two ways and I'm oversimplifying, but um, one of them is, and the best way to, for me to explain this is to talk about the a metaphor of a fire, okay? Because in each boy, there's a spark. Uh, there's a spark of, of energy, of aggression, of, of potential. And when that boy gets puberty, when he hits puberty, it's, it's like gasoline thrown on that spark, i.e. testosterone and, and, and all of that uh, masculine aggression and energy. Um, and one of two things goes wrong if it goes wrong in a general sense. Either that fire gets distinguished and stuffed out and snuffed out and you're toxic, you're a male. And, and so he, he, he sort of contracts and goes into this very like, let me appease and try to not be nice. Mm -hmm. And he's taught how to uh, do the right things by a mother, uh, often a female teacher. So the predominant authority figures in his life are women, which is, there's nothing wrong with that inherently. It's just that if there's a, a void of masculine perspective, Sometimes little boys grow into uh, really nice, gentle, appeasing men. And I, I say men loosely because they're really not fully men yet. They're, they haven't fully developed and matured yet. The other path is more the hard-edged, suck it up, be a man. And there's a, there's a um, destruction energy there where it's like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to just plow ahead and I don't care if I step on people along the way. So there's either, if you think of it in terms of strength, it's either, it's either an overuse of strength that's destructive and abusive, or it's an impotency of the strength where it doesn't get applied and he doesn't show up to be the, the solid protector, uh, clear director in his and ultimately his family's and other people's lives. So those are the kind of the two paths that, that guys tend to go down. I was a little bit more on the nicer side where I was trying to fit into other worldview and be nice and be, you know, I, I grew up and, and saw my mother oftentimes deal and struggle with her own. She was uh, the mother of five kids. I have four other siblings. Wow. So it was a little insane growing up. Um, and she was an incredible mother, like just the epitome of, you know, chocolate chip cookies when we came home from school. She had home-cooked right. meals, took us to all our sports games and all that, it, it, and really was present in our lives. But um, I, I think in a lot of ways, I subconsciously learned how to, like I wanted to honor her. I wanted to take care of her. I wanted to. And so when I started dating and getting in relationships, it was, my energy was 
how do I be a hero to, to solve these broken women kind of a thing. And so that's, that's more of a nice guy energy that doesn't ultimately serve me or women or anybody else for that matter. And it's, it's, it's striking that balance in between the two where what I call, it's not a nice guy and it's not a bad boy. It's a good man. Right. A good, good man is somebody that has the consciousness of positive intention, but also has boundaries and clarity and direction and will not be pushed over. And that's the dream guy. And that's the trick because we don't know how to be the dream girl to bring in the dream guy often. Right. And so, um, then we talk about polarity, right. And that's what you're saying. So the, the one that goes to the nice side, that feels like that will be a man that shows up in his feminine, almost like a wounded feminine, not even a, like a fully matured one where it would, it is please, please everybody. And, all that sort of thing. And then a, a masculine energy woman will come and trample a guy like that. Yes. Um, not even intentionally sometimes, right? Correct. Yeah. It's interesting because sometimes that dynamic initially attracts the two because yep. she's controlling and, and likes the fact that he's willing to support her and, and that feels good. And he's there and, and he's going, wow, she's, I, I respect her. I, I admire right. her. He's, and then, but over time that, depolarization tends to fester resentment and, uh, and not attraction, you know, and, and I've, I've seen that time and time and time again. And these are very, very strong men if they really developed themselves, but they've allowed themselves to be smaller versions of themselves. And these are really, really capable, beautiful women that have developed a, a harder edge mask that, uh, that their light isn't shining anymore so right it's sad it's really sad so let's talk about that I think one of the frustrations I think for women in particular is like when you've discovered this and you've started to see that um you're too far in your masculine and you're sort of you know I've talked about this but like you're you're wanting to encourage the husband or the partner whatever to step up now and to to come into that you know like um and I'm not your guru with Tony. Uh, so Peter and I are both part of the, part of the Tony Robbins community as well, but in, in, I'm not your guru when that guy stands up and he's roaring like a, a lion and Tony's got his hand on his head and he's like, you know, you're a sheep, you're a sheep. So like women will see that potential in a man, what happens? And maybe, maybe nothing happens. Maybe it's just one of those things that you just have to let go of. And I, I suspect that's what you'll say. But when you see the capacity in a man to show up, to really own his power, et cetera, but he's reluctant or um, because it's not his idea, he's not coming to it. What, what is a woman, like what, what advice would you give to a woman who's in that state where they're in their feminine and they're just waiting for the king to show up and he's like, meh. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a difficult dynamic. I mean, this is, this is oftentimes, um, the end of relationships. A lot of times women, I just spoke to a woman a couple of days ago who's exactly in that position and she's getting a divorce because she said, I've paved the path. I've shined the light. Like that's where I needed him to go. And he's just not inspired to do it. Sadly, that is more common the case than not. But there are some things that I think women can do in that situation. Number one, remember that we talked about the polarity. One energy begets the other. So Mm -hmm. a healthy, positive, beautiful feminine calls forth the masculine and a strong, clear, determined masculine opens the feminine. 
those things happen. So one of the things that you can do is really relax into and surrender into your feminine, not because you're trying to get an outcome because you want your man to do this or that, but it's because it's your, your growth path regard. And, and that's one thing that's uh, tough till this tough pill to swallow sometimes because ultimately in the back of your head, it's like, I want my man to step up and be the man. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for that outcome. And so there's, there's an inherent test in that. I'm going to, I'm going to behave in this way and, and I'm looking for the result. Uh, letting, you talked about letting go, letting, detaching yourself from that outcome and really surrendering into your feminine is the path forward because either A, it's something that, that actually effectively, uh, benefits the relationship and he gets attracted to that and he steps into more of a masculine or he doesn't, but you need to be on that path anyway. And there's, there's some responsibility that I think women need to take to say, Hey, look, if I've, if I'm experiencing this, I've been co-contributor to it. And how much, how much have I been in my masculine and de and emasculated this man and not given him space to step up and be a man. Now you might have the recollection and go, Oh, um, I've been doing it wrong. I'm going to shift. And now it's your turn. And ugh, it's been two weeks. How come you haven't stepped up? It's been a month mm-hmm. or even a year. How long has the relationship gone on? Um, I've talked to people in relationships who've been married for over a decade. And and she starts to see that and starts to shift and is is looking at him going, you know, it's been six months. How come you don't get whatever? we have to have some patience. If, if there's deep love and you have to take some responsibility that, man, I've been investing in this, um, lesser ideal for Mm -hmm. over a decade. If I really love this person, they've been with me and they've stayed with me in this lesser space too. Why don't I give it a little bit of room to breathe and let go for, for the time being of this intended outcome and really just step into my feminine and relax and surrender into that and and find self-discovery, find self-love in that space. One other piece of advice I can give is it's very, very difficult for a woman to go to a man and say, hey, you need to be more manly uh, mm. and here's what you need to go do. And it's it's hard because you can sort of see the path and you want to nudge and guide him and say, ah, go there, like step, step the F up. Can we swear on the podcast? Oh, fuck yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a little freer for me to communicate. It's like, step the fuck up, you know, like it's right there. And um, it, just like a man can't come to a woman and say, here's how you need to be more feminine. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's dynamics there. Yes, that we can serve each other. But ultimately, women are a great resource for more femininity around women. But ha- having that man tap into other masculine energy is a great way to help him sort of step into the herd of other men and go, oh, I need to step it up a little bit, whether that's, you know, maybe athletics, maybe it's a, a recreational sporting event, or it's maybe jujitsu or some type of masculine energy where he's going to be around other masculine men, where he's going to naturally feel challenged to step up. Again, very difficult if he's just sitting on his ass going, I don't know. And sometimes a, a clear ultimatum to say, I, I need this to change and I'm willing to love you through some of this, but I, I need some response is kind of the kick in the ass some guys need, unfortunately, but there's, it's not an easy answer sometimes. Yeah. And I think like the interesting part, and obviously we, you know, we, we try to cookie cutter ourselves all the time, but every couple's different. And I think, um, and again, maybe I'm off on this, but just based on my experience in, 
in all of the stuff that I've learned in personal development, coaching, all that, I still, it seems to me that if both people aren't committed to growth, then there's a problem. Like both have to agree that, you know, we're at ABC, but we want to get to the next level. Um, so do you think that it's important? Like how, how often are you coaching just the women and not having any conversation with the the man or vice versa? Like, do you find, you know, if you've got a, a I, I have a coach and my husband does not, I would love for him to get a coach. He doesn't want one. And I feel like that's a point of contention because we're, we're starting to do this yes. again. Yes. Um, but is that, is that necessary? Like, can you, can you meet on the same page and have the same strategies and all that if one is willing to do the stuff and the other isn't? Man I think, or woman? I think so. And here's why. When you're in a relationship, you're relating in proximity to each other. If one person grows, you now have a new relationship. Mm-hmm. That person is now relating to a higher version of you. There is now, and you're now relating to that person from a higher expression, if you will. Yep. So the relationship can change simply by one person growing. And, and I'm, a, I'm a believer in um, that type of dynamic really unfolding and, and inspiring growth within the relationship. Um, I, I'm going to go back to a second on, I think, the responsibility. A lot of times I see this happen where women say, how do I get my man to do this? And I'm trying to tell him what to do. It's funny because they're coming to me saying, with that energy and it's yeah. such masculine energy. Yep. It's frustrated. It's this, I want him, he's here. I want him to go there. There's the direction. Here's the clarity. Uh, it's, it, it's a very masculine energy. And I'm saying, even in your desire for him to do the thing that I think ultimately would serve both of you, it's, it's not coming from a place of, of feminine grace. Right. And, and so I, I oftentimes will challenge women and put it back on them to say, it's not about you directing him. It's about you surrendering into your own femininity, regardless, again, letting go right. of whatever it is he does and, and tapping into that deeper feminine within you. And I'm sure you've talked about this before in your other episodes and stuff, but dance is a beautiful way for women to connect more oh, into yeah. the flow of the femininity. Um, and a lot of times, very badass entrepreneurial women that I know s- struggle with movement. They're very angular, they're very direct, they're controlling in their energy, in their language, in, in, in the photos, you look at their photos. Um, and, but they're all beautifully feminine. And, and I, you know, we, we talk about intimacy and, and I know that in the bedroom, they're willing to go into their feminine, uh, if they're with a really clear masculine energy. Right. But, but it's, how do you take that out of the bedroom and, manifest that and, and have that essence of that feminine grace and beauty and flow and love in a conversation at Starbucks, in a conversation with a coworker, or when there's a heated, um, you know, discussion at work and, and how do you resolve that issue in a way that's beautiful where there's empathy, you know, a really great uh, example of a strong, capable, powerful woman in a popular culture reference is the the latest star wars movie did you see that by any chance no no with um what's her name um ridley uh i forget her name but ray the character ray um beautiful sexy strong powerful fighter there's a there's a really fierce warrior there which is attractive but there's also 
a lot of times in the movie, she used feminine energy to heal to uh, she's she's confronted at one point with this nasty aggressive snake and instead of you know slicing its head off she used feminine energy to calm it to heal it um she used empathy she used um love and it, it just it was a really cool dynamic to have some connection to oh okay i can see how i can be strong and powerful but right. also use my feminine strength to to uplift and to ultimately get what you want right and I, and I think that that is the message that a lot of women have gotten is that it's one or the other. And the deeper I lean into my feminine energy, the way more powerful I feel. It's just, yeah. and not in a, and not in a masculine energy way. It's a totally, sh it's like a shift. It's like, it's almost like you have a secret power inside of you that you're kind of like, I know I have it, but you may not even know what I'm doing right now, but I'm working my feminine divinity around you. And as a businesswoman, it's, I can tell you that you business can be a lot stronger that way. And if you lead teams in that feminine energy, it doesn't mean you're a pushover. It doesn't mean you're crying and emotional all day. It just means that you're leaning into something that men simply don't have at this level. Um, like Alison Armstrong, I don't know if it was you or I can't remember who was telling me, but she talks about, um, our emotions like another organ behind our behind our hearts mm -hmm. and and that's powerful mm -hmm. once we're not scared of it anymore and I think that's that's the thing that's so interesting is women will say oh you know when they're if they're single it's like oh I can't meet any good men and and they can't handle a strong woman what they can't handle is a woman walking around with a penis in her hand like swinging her dick around like she's whatever King Kong or Conan or whatever, you know, masculine <laughs> dude we want to talk about. And that was it for me last summer. And I was like, why, why is this happening in this way? Why am I, cause I was single last summer and I'm like, I'm meeting these people and they're just not, I don't feel safe. And part of that is I am a strong woman. I do need a stronger man who understands that and who can kind of, I don't want to say take over, but sort of take over but make me feel safe. And, and in those moments, I can meet that person in my feminine energy, but if they show up and they show me they can handle that feminine version of me, holy shit, game changer, mm -hmm. huge game changer. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this. Is, I always love this question because um, I get wildly different answers, but women that you coach maybe, are, or are, are you in a relationship? Uh, yes. Okay. So if you see your partner dipping into her masculine like is it super obvious to you now when you see it happening where you're like oh shit it's happening and i need to make an adjustment will you adjust or will you bring it to her attention or talk a little bit about how you manage that because i think well i don't i don't necessarily see that as a as a negative thing but um, in a negative way let's say in a negative masculine where she's barking at you you know criticizing closing off all those type of things um, if, if she goes into that kind of a space, I definitely do recognize that. Um, and that's, um, it's a contraction and, and it is a safety issue. I recognize it as, oh, she's not feeling safe. She's not okay. feeling, seen, she's not feeling understood. Um, and the difficulty is in that moment, do I subvert? my need, my feelings, my experience, because I know that if I communicate that to her in that ultra sensitive space, 
Will she receive it? Can she receive it? And so it's, it's the, it's the leadership of sometimes using my feminine energy to mm-hmm. connect and say, I hear what you're saying. Let me be present with you for a minute and really feel her for a second and not try to fix it, not try to, um, you know, make her wrong or whatever, validate her feelings, let her get it all out and then move into, I hear what you're saying, but for my self-respect, I need to communicate this. And I, and I want, can, can you hear me for a second? And so there's a, there's a dynamic there that's, um, that requires some higher level understanding and, and expression that's not always easy. And I don't always, you know, I screw it up and, and if, and if, uh, my girlfriend was on right now, she'd say, Oh yeah, he screws it up too. So this is, <laughs> this isn't a perfect formula there. There's the right. there's an art to the communication and, and it does take two people to really lean in and, and be willing to have the courage to, to be vulnerable in from both perspectives. Um, I forget exactly what your question was, so I don't know if I answered it, but just, yeah. I mean, when you start to recognize that she is going into that, and and so this is the ladies and gentlemen that are listening. This is I want to want you to hear it carefully. Pete's advanced in this, so a, a regular guy who's not gone through the training and all that sort of thing tends to just meet it with this um, without any understanding, right? And that that's when a fight will happen. When you've got a, a sense of understanding, then you start to stop and be able to kind of get outside yourself and look at what's happening. Because any time, m- most of the time, I mean any time, according to Tony anyway, a woman, when she goes into her masculine, it's because she's not feeling, she's feeling misunderstood, unseen, and unsafe. For me, the safety thing is absolutely the biggest one. And then I would say not being heard and just misunderstood. But as soon as we feel unsafe, then we tend to go back into default, which is control mode for a lot of businesswomen. And if you're not aware, that will turn into a fight, that will turn into we don't belong together, that will turn into a whole bunch of other stories. So how long did it take you, you know, to get to that level of awareness? And was it, did you, I always find it fascinating because I know you didn't wake up this way. When did you decide, or maybe you did, maybe you're a unicorn, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But when did you come to get into this whole arena of I'm not, something's not, is it, was it a few failed, like sometimes it's a failed marriage, truthfully, like a couple of the men that have come on have said my male, my marriage failed and I knew I needed to shift. So like, how did you get to, to this level of awareness where you can catch it now? Uh, it only took me 44 years, six months and 40 or whatever it is. Yeah. No time at all. How old I am. So, I mean, I'm still learning every single day, literally. Um, This week has been a big growth week for me. So, um, it's been an evolution. There hasn't been one. I I will say um, I did have a failed marriage. Um, I I started to learn and discover some things in my marriage, and I was growing and seeing things in new ways, and and the dynamic was shifting there. Um, I've been to uh, several personal development programs and, you know, read lots of books and, you know, I'm a thinker. And so I'll, I'll analyze this stuff and sit with it and reflect or whatever. And, um, a lot of Tony Robbins, uh, events, et cetera. Um, the failed marriage was certainly a big one for me. And, and the lessons I learned from a lot of those personal development programs was big, uh, about just taking radical responsibility, understanding where some of my own wound and my own story uh, occurred when I was younger. You talked about the wounded child and some of the bullshit that that I was carrying around subconsciously and, and was projecting that out onto my ex-wife or whatever. And so taking ownership and some understanding of my own 
what I did to contribute to what wasn't working. Um, and then, um, I went to the relationships program with Tony Robbins. Have you been to that yet? Nope. I'm going, uh, I'm going right. to join plants at plats. And then I want, yeah, I was telling you, I want to do it. So it's, so my year would include that, that yes. trip. So that was monumental for me because it, it just, he does such an incredible job of anchoring in clear masculine, clear feminine. And, and you're in a group. So for those that aren't aware, this is a, a private event for what Tony Robbins is elite platinum partner program. It's out in Maui. It's a beautiful location. And, and in my experience, and I, I think this is the case for the other programs that other people have gone through the relationships program. A lot of people came in quote unquote depolarized, meaning a lot of men were very masculine. There's a lot of very strong, capable, ambitious, powerful men, but in their relationships, because they're the women that they were in relationships with were also strong and in their masculine and doing shit too. A lot of times men would shift into a little bit more of a supportive nurturing. What do you need, baby? What do you, how can I support you, honey? Whatever that kind of an energy. And a lot of the women were still in their masculine. And at the beginning of the, the week we were depolarized and throughout the course of the week, the men were going to uh, martial arts classes every morning. We were basically learning how to, if I can remember the instructor's words, deconstruct the human body. <laughs> so Ouch. If you, were ever, if you were ever in a situation where you had to fight your way out. You know, there, now I know a few things that even if the guy's twice as big as me, I know how to fucking drop him. Like, right. Claw his, we learn how to use the skull as a bowling ball and really wow. shit like that, that men, like we love that stuff, right? Because it gives us an edge and, and lo and behold, guess what happened? Men started walking around with a little bit more swagger, a little bit more like, yeah, you might be bigger than me. Yeah. But you know what? I know how to <laughs> use your skull as a bowling ball. <laughs> and the women every morning were going around, started um, with what's called S curve, which is essentially yep. pole dancing. And, you know, which might sound provocative to some, but it really is the idea of feminine beauty, feminine essence, sensuality. Um, and a lot of women, especially strong, entrepreneurial, masculine, masked women have a, it feels, this feels weak. This feels vulnerable. This feels silly. This feels whatever. But they went through that some reluctantly, but by the end of that week, they were walking around with a flow and a glow mm. and beauty. And it just, they didn't need to prove anything. It just, and it was quite an aphrodisiac. The whole energy of the whole place was, was insane because everybody got repolarized. And to really hammer this whole thing home, there was one day where Tony talked about the masculine and he talked about the stages of masculine development. And it was the most powerful lecture I've ever heard. It was, I think, over four hours long. And it wow. was in about 10 minutes because it was just so riveting, but it really helped the people in the audience understand you're never going to out masculine men and right. you're going to out feminine women. We are complementary energies. We serve each other. We uplift each other. We make each other better. And it, 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 it just, it anchored it in to where I go, wow, I really get that now. At least not that I get women a million percent, but I understand the, the, and this is sort of a, a tip of the cap to the men that are listening to this. I understand the logic of the, of the irrationality, right? <laughs> you know, and, and, um, it helps me in a huge way, navigate my relationships with women, including, you know, my daughter and, and, 
any other women that I've come in contact with. And that's a huge thing that comes out of this is not just in intimate relationships, but in all relationships, in in the workplace, with your children, with, um, you know, whoever. So it's really powerful. Thank you for that. Um, I I did the Date with Destiny event in December, and I, I'm sure I got a very teeny tiny snippet. There's one full day, the relationship day, and Sage and Tony watching them, like watching him honor her and her feminine in while she's in it. That's powerful, and I think um, that's that safety piece again. And we did it, you know, we do that dancing exercise, and I talk about it all the time, where the ladies got up and we moved our bodies, and that's part of, you know, one of the things that I talk about constantly to my, you know, community, and it's move your body. Like I will sometimes lock my door. I have my own master bedroom. My husband and I don't share a bedroom. I have pink walls, as you can see. I'm in my room now. Um, and that's how I prefer it. But I will lock the door, I will play music, and I will dance like I'm on a pole. I will dance like I'm doing a lap dance to nobody. And it's it. I can see how it would feel odd to a woman initially who's very in her masculine, because it does. It's, it's not necessarily something you've been taught to move your body like that, um, especially in 80s. Like, I'm 44 as well. I grew up in the 80s. It was all the fucking you know, big power suits and we don't need men. And, you know, like go back to all the shows in the eighties, we were bitches and that was a good thing. And so that's sort of what we're, our messaging was, but moving your body. Um, I have four daughters and we no longer call like they're all adults except for the 11 year old. Um, we don't, I don't call them baths. I call them goddess baths. And it's literally like, I will free for the 11 year old. I will light candles. I'll put salt I'll play spa music and I let her have, you know, she'll have aromatherapy and I leave and I say, let me know when you're done. I'll come clean up, whatever. But it's those things, you know, Calgon take me away. We've talked about those things for decades, but I don't think anybody really understood the power of it all. Mm. But being in nature, being barefoot in nature, like all these things. And, and when we act in our core that way, you guys come at us like moths to a flame and not just romantically just in general. And it feels good. And it's like I say often, it's like a, like an exhale. We can exhale. There's a, there's a, there's a big lie out there right now in society that women have to physically be beautiful to attract men. Right. And it's not a lie that physical beauty is attractive. Of course it is. Beautiful women are beautiful to both men and women. So I'm not saying that that's not true. What I am saying, though, is that there is a, there is, and this is, I'm going to get a lot of eye rolls on this probably, but there is an inner beauty in a woman. There's a youthful energy Mm. in a woman that is so attractive to a man. And it's not, um, it's not something that gets talked about. It's not something that gets romanticized or whatever, but it is, like you said, it is palpable when when a 60 year old woman walks into a place and she has a, a love of herself mm-hmm. and a freedom and a flow about her that she may not be physically attractive, at least not to me yet. I'm in my forties, but, but there is an attractive energy that can trump uh, uh, the physical nature of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it makes a woman more attractive and so there is empowerment that you can have when you discover self-love. I, I feel like um, this came to me not long ago, but a masculine, masculine development is really external. A lot of times men 
seek to achieve external goals. And in that desire to achieve external goals, yes, we grow internally. But a, a woman's uh, transformation often is an inner game of acceptance of self, of, of being okay, being perfectly imperfect. And when a woman discovers that and doesn't try to prove herself all the time, who's okay being a little bit messy, who's okay, God forbid, saying like, I could use a little help, you know, or I, I appreciate that my man does this or that, you know, oh my God, like that, that kind of, of vulnerability is power and it is attractive and it is powerful, like, um, in, in energetic ways, but also in sexual ways. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's something I don't think a lot of women truly grasp, but the ones that do it's physical beauty becomes less important because they're more. And that's, and that's, and the, I would say that society is probably the number one reason why we've got it twisted and media. I mean, media, not society, maybe, but media and then society. And, and honestly, like, and I'm, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm not the body size I want to be. I've, you know, gained weight, especially through this whole friggin' quarantine. And I'm like, dang it. But I know when I'm in flow, I get a different response from every man. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's immediate. It's not, it doesn't take months and months. Like I can do little experiments where if I go out in my masculine and I'm like, I need to get the shit done and I don't have to even t- talk. Or if I'm going out and you can see just if I relax and it's a totally different energy. It's, it's amazing. It really is. And again, it's not, I'm, I'm trying to teach women that it's not weakness, it's power and you're so, better all around for it. Yes. It's so powerful. That's another lie. The same way that, um, you know, suck it up and be a man. Don't cry is right. Why it's the same way that, um, being, being graceful and being uh, loving and tender is weakness is a lie. It's such a huge lie. And, and the world really needs that right now. The world yeah. really needs that calm, loving, you know, empathy. Think of all the things where there's contention right now and conflict over ideas and movements and the, the head butting, right? It's, it's, we're all doubling down on, uh, on false versions of masculine Right. Power. And, yep. and it's bullshit. And it's, it's not heading in a good direction. We really do need clear masculine, good, present, conscientious masculine leadership and loving, supportive, beautiful, powerful, vulnerable, feminine energy. And yep. one thing that women need to really understand is when she's in that state, the clearest, most masculine, most dominant male serves that. That love and, and beauty and grace trumps it all. And men are more than happy and more than willing to say, you're damn right. I will honor that. I get a little emotional thinking about it. Love it. You know, I will protect that. Um, you know, I, th- I think about my, my girlfriend. I think about my daughter, um, even my ex-wife. And... Um, we need that. We really need that. Yeah. It's um, you just want to be our hero mm-hmm. and yep. we never let you. And it could be in changing a light bulb or protecting my life. If it ever came to it or protecting my house or finances, like you want to be the hero and we've conditioned, 
each other to not let you be for some weird pissing contest that nobody knows where it started. Well, I, I think there's been, there has been uh, abusive male. Absolutely. There's been abusive male energy that, that I think a lot of women understandably are rejecting and pushing mm-hmm. back on and saying, Hey, I, I have space here too. And you can't yeah. turn. Um, there's a, there was a lot of that in the me too movement, which was, which is needed. We need to know that we need to hear that. And men need to hear that and go, and have that be a call to, Hey, women around me are not feeling protected. I need right. to stand up. That's a call to me, not because you're less than, but because it's who we are. It's what right. is naturally what we need to do. Um, but there's a, there's a, there's a over um, extending of that to where then it becomes abusive from the feminine side where exactly. it's, I'm going to put all men. And there's a lot of really good men out there who are quietly doing heroic things and they're getting shit on all the time without any recognition, without any support, without any love, without any appreciation. And a, a quick hack to a lot of this for women that are listening to this, just show a little bit of appreciation. Even mm-hmm. if you're in a shitty place, even if you don't feel connected to him or whatever, just share, find one good thing. You know what? I really appreciate that you work your ass off all the time. I don't say it enough. I just want to let you know that. Men very, very rarely hear that in our, right. in our society right now. And I think too, like, you know, whether you're in it to win it or you're out of it or whatever, especially with parents, like I find this gets, this is something that gets me kind of not triggered, but heated where like in an ex situation, it's okay to tell your ex-wife or ex-husband you're doing a good job. Like just because you're no longer a couple, you're still always going to be parents together. And I think that's really important. Like, and that's dipping into the feminine, right? Like, I don't care if he cheated on you. I don't give a shit about that. If he's showing up for your kids, let him know he's doing a solid job. He'll do more of that. But if you're constantly bitching about you were 10 minutes late or whatever, like granted, there's some situations that it's, it is what it is. But more often than not, I hear women like, oh, he's such a fucking asshole. He didn't do that. And I'm like, well, he did something good. Let's talk about the something good. Let's not focus always on the something shitty. One thing I want to touch on before we move past it um, in terms of women finding your feminine, we had a, a guest on the other day and and this is maybe TMI, but just roll with me here. But when women are like yeah. self, yeah, self pleasuring, here's one really, and this was a bit of a eye opener to me. This guy was, this coach was saying that he has clients that he, that we, they talk about that. And even in a moment of a woman with herself, you can be still in your masculine in that moment. And I think that's a really good, if you're in there and you're, and you're pleasing yourself, but you're in it like get in, get out. Ladies, you're generally in your masculine. And so if you're showing up in your masculine with yourself, you're probably showing it in other ways. If you're slow, you take time, you play some music, you have candles. Like there's two ways even to to honor your own body where you can kind of have a quick gut check, if you will, on what side of the fence you're really on. If you're, cause there's some women who are like, Oh yeah, I just, I get in, I get out. I have the orgasm and I'm done and I got to go do my other. Sh-. You're probably in your masculine. So we talk about dancing. We talk about, you know, goddess baths being in nature when you're doing, when it's comes to self pleasuring yourself or your, you know, self pleasure, that's another indicator. Like think about how, how are you showing up in that area? Because men are very, 
you know, get in, get out. They want to, that's just the masculine, right? But I would say just honor that too. And, I, and it's because it's a whole practice. It's a ritual. All of these things we're talking about for women, it's a ritual. Practice them daily. I, kn- I, know, that's, I know that's a standard, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, label of, of the, the typical masculine. And I know that's true across the board. But, but the real masculine is not get in and get out. Right. The real masculine is, is coming All in. about her. Uh, it, well, it, not always all about her. It, the real masculine is coming in with with presence and mm. um, and receiving where she's at, but staying grounded in his own masculinity. And um, sometimes it's leadership. Sometimes it's um, taking control. Sometimes it's taking what he wants, which is mm-hmm. a very uh, uh, attractive masculine energy. And totally. sometimes it is surrender to her, um, right. dance. And so there's no formula to it, but... Um, yeah, just want to say. Yeah, no, and I, and I appreciate that. And that, that, that resonates too, because I think, again, like what we're talking about is the, I would say toxic or wounded masculine versus the mature masculine. And like, even when you're talking about current events and I get, I get emotional about it. I'm, I, I've cried a lot. I'm very much an empath. And so I have to be pretty protective over that now, given the situations, but when you think about the men that are causing pain in the world, and I'm talking from the very tip top of it all, not just at the bottom of, you know, those are wounded, toxic, very unhealed men doing these things. Healed men never, would never do any of these things to each other. They would never do them to, to us. They would never do them to children. And I think that's the thing when you have strong men like you who are openly talking about where they came from, why they were maybe that way. And then they've come out the other side. It's for a woman, it starts to feel safe again. And again, that's like the whole point, right? But like a a healed man would never do the things that are being done in in our world right now. And I'm talking from airplanes into buildings. I'm talking for all of it. A healed man would never, ever do those things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we talk about it. And I know that our kids, you know, I have four daughters, but I know our generation of parents are shifting this with our children, but we just have to keep talking about it and letting all men know it's beautiful and sexy and amazing when you are a healed man and powerful in that way. It is. And we need to be patient with each other. We have to realize that, um, that we both, I think both genders have, have a skewed, um, version of themselves and we're not, we're not showing up in our, if, if I was to take the sum total of, of the collective consciousness of both men and women in, at least in America, probably the world, we're not showing up in our highest versions. And right. so as we navigate this together, um, which is why this, these kind of conversations are so important. Um, we're trying to point at a higher ideal and we're not going to always achieve that ideal. And and as we aspire to that, both as men and women, um, we need to be patient with each other because there's going to be times where a man is human and he gets frustrated and he leashes out in anger. And, and that's a moment. Those are those moments where if we're conscious and we're aware and we have the resources energetically to, to see this, that our partner or somebody else is not in their perfect place. That's, that's the testing point. Who are you in that moment? Mm-hmm. And if it's, Oh, well, all men are this way, whatever, then you haven't, then you, you don't deserve it. Right. We're, we're, we're all 
cups. And if we don't expand our cup, we're not going to be able to attract a bigger reciprocal cup. So for lack of a better metaphor, but, um, yeah, the one energy begets the other. And if, and if it's low vibration, low, whatever, then, then that's going to be the experience of that individual. Beautifully said. Anything you want to share before we wrap it up? Um, shoot. There was a few things that, that I was thinking of when we were in conversation before. I don't recall off the top of my head. Um, I do think that relationships is the most important thing that we need to heal right now in the world. If you look at, you talk about all those, the, the, the abuse and the destruction and the, all of that comes from failed relationships. It all comes from destructive relationships. Now, sure, there's, there's mental health issues and stuff like that. And those things are real. And, and even in perfect scenarios, people can go astray. But we're talking about something bigger than that. We're talking about something that is global and cultural right now that we all have the ability to improve. And uh, oh, that, one of the things that you mentioned earlier about media says this and society is saying this, um, that's all true. And those things are, those are influential. And it's unfortunate that they're pointing at things that aren't the most healthy versions of ourselves. But at the same time, like you said, in an instant, you can shift your energy and start to feel that change and that upliftment. We all are all empowered to be better versions of ourselves. And if you're listening to this right now, that's, that's the universe's sign that you're being called upon. We're all in this game together and everything we do, I don't care if you're in health, business, making money, you know, relationships, it's all the quality of all of that comes back to the quality of our relationships, beginning with ourselves and maybe with a higher power, but then with everybody else around us. So it, it's vitally important. And uh, I salute you for, for raising the game and, and bringing much needed attention to this. On that note, tell us how people can find you if they want to connect and listen to your podcast. Uh, they can find me on my website at pkexperience.com. Um, I do talk to a lot of people in different niches, but I do have a whole subcategory of relationships. I've been fortunate to speak to a lot of really amazing um, experts in that field. Um, they can also find me on iTunes. If you download the your podcast app and go to P, if you search PKX, that's a quick way to find me, hmm. uh, find the podcast. But uh, otherwise, I'm on Facebook as well, Peter King. Um, there's there's some other popular Peter Kings out there, so I, I I'm competing against some other uh, content creators, Peter Kings out there. But um, PKExperience.com is probably the best way to do it. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for spending this time with me. I appreciate it. Um, I knew it was going to be a lovely conversation and I was not disappointed. So thank you so much for, for taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, let's just keep talking about all this stuff because it needs to happen. It's, I, I really feel it's how we're going to change the world is by getting back in our hearts. Simply, okay. As simple as that sounds, that's what I'm feeling. So thank you. Thank you. And um, we'll talk next time. Fantastic. Alrighty. Cheers. Hi.